You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. On 11.16 SEM, the award-winning crunch time for Honda's 2017 run-out. Yeah, it was just to nullify his influence in that stoppage and, and Pendle's... Yeah, he's disciplined to play that role for us. Pen was at three himself, but it was—it's hard to—it's hard to. We don't have a, a, a real big body like um, like a Cripps. Um, so Pendles is probably our, our biggest midfielder. You know, I think Pendles um, disciplined the role is unquestioned, and he's, he's, his leadership's been first class. 24-point win by Collingwood last night in the MCG. We reflect on it now with uh, Collingwood's new run with player Scott Pendlebury. Uh, welcome, Scotty. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Uh, it was a great performance, uh, particularly as Nathan's alluded to in the first half. But tell us about the, the role that you played on Cripps. And um, we certainly were waxing lyrical last night about the unselfishness of, of both yourself and a couple of the other players that, to a degree, sacrificed your own game to, for the greater good. Yeah, it was um, one that uh, Bucks come to me earlier in the week with about trying to shut Cripps out. Not so much uh, a complete run within transition, but more just around stoppage. And, um, you know, when dug a bit deeper and have a look at the numbers, you know, he's averaging, I think, 11 clearances and 23 contested possessions a game. So we knew that he's the guy that gets him going around the ball. Uh, his tackle pressure is really good. So, yeah, my role last night was probably one that I've never done before, but one that um, I enjoyed. And, and the challenge of playing on someone like Cripps is is exciting. You know, he's um, oh, he's clearly the biggest mixer in the comp. He's like six foot five, and I reckon he'd be 100 kilos. So, um, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it was a good challenge, and I enjoyed the battle. How hard is it for someone like you to change that mindset to some degree to perform a role like that? Um, yeah, it was definitely when, when Nathan spoke to me earlier in the week. It was, um, you know, I've never done a, a pseudo run with before in my career. So, um, you know, but I've had, I've had guys run with me and I, I know what I found hard. So I just tried to implement a few of those things and looked at his Gold Coast tape and um, watched some of the work that Gold Coast players did on him around stoppage and... Yeah, really just tried my best to nullify him around the stoppage and then, um, yeah, just had trust in the other boys that they'll get it done around around the stoppages for us. What are those things that you really don't like, Scotty? Uh, someone that's always sort of got body on you and that, that close attention. And, um, yeah, he's he's so strong that you can't, you know, you can't get in front of him because you just push you out the way. And uh, I just tried to nullify his run, not let him have a clean run at the ball because once he gets two hands on it, and he's got some momentum. You're not going to tackle him. He's too big. It's not going to help you with your teammates ribbing you about A-graders and B-graders, is it, if they make you a pseudo run with? Well, I think I've graduated because I was second ruck last week. <laughs> um, I've moved to run with, and then maybe next week I'll get a back pocket job. <laughs> Scotty, Jared uh, was having a bit of a laugh, but seriously, have, have you noticed the criticism uh, regarding yourself this year? Um, oh, I've heard it, yeah. Like, today's footy world, I think, players who say they never hear it um, you know, are lying. I, I definitely hear it, but 
um, you know, inside the football club, we've got things that we value and that we're trying to do. And, um, yeah, so the, the feedback in, internally is, you know, they were happy with how I was playing and, um, you know, I'm not going to get carried away after one one game, round one, getting called by Mike, who actually was kind enough to jump on my podcast this week and explain himself. So it was, uh, it was great to have a chat to the great man. For those that missed it, how did he explain himself? Well, he said he wanted to see if he was still relevant, if he would make some noise if he spoke. So, um, I assured him he was still relevant, and, and my teammates gave it to me all week. <laughs> Just on last night, I thought the way that Nathan coached with rotating your dangerous mids through Liam Jones, was that a tactic you went into the game to try and expose the Carlton defender? Yeah, we just wanted a bit of speed um, sort of around Reedy and Coxie as well as, as somebody um, that could just continually try and hit up at the footy and draw the footy because, um, A, if they were open, we want to play through them, but we felt, you know, if you could draw Jones and then give Reedy and Coxie some really clear one-on-one battles, that, that would suit us as well. And, um, you know, guys like Sidebottom, Trelaw, I think I think Will Hoskinelli kicked three for us, so... Um, yeah, it worked last night and, um, you know, I think it's, it's part ball carrier actually using those options and, and seeing them and, and hitting them to make Jones more accountable than the guys for the footy, you know, working as a group and, and being unselfish. Scott, it's Bob here. Well done on a great win last night. Can you take us out onto the field when, when Carlton kicked three in a row to start the game and put you guys on the back foot? Can you take us on the field and with yourself and the other leaders of your, of your club and ha- how you got regained that composure? Yeah, we just felt um, sort of after every goal, you, you quickly have a chat, and we just felt like we couldn't even get our hands on the footy. Um, so we need to just get our hands on the footy, take some momentum out of the game, and, and get the game back in our fourth half where we could try to lock them in a bit and, and put some pressure back on them. And um, we got to work a little bit more around, um, you know, the first kick out of centre bounds, cleaned up their ground ball stuff, and then were able to to pin them a little bit in our fourth half and play the game in there and, and reverse the pressure on them. And how about the morale of the group in the build-up to last night? Because the pressure around Collingwood is all... It just seems to be greater than it is at every other club. And with, with the pressure on and the media attention, how, how do you, as the captain of the footy club, how do you, how do you sort of gather the group in the build-up to such a big game? Uh, I'm stick to the process. I know that's pretty boring, but we wanted to make sure that we trained really well Wednesday. Um, there was an edge to us. We were really sharp. Um, you know, we, we acknowledged we were zero on two, and we, it was a must-win game. And um, you know, we also touched on some of the history because it's not it's not as big for players now to play in Carlton Collingwood because we didn't grow up in the zones, and you, you know, everyone, your family's Collingwood. It's, so we touched on the history and how big it is for our supporter base and, and what the game means. And um, yeah, the first 15 minutes wasn't a great start, but we, we managed to pull through and, and play a pretty pretty good sort of back end of the first quarter and a really strong second. And the upside is that there's some players returning in the VFL today. I think it is. Dugowie, uh, Fasolo, Dacos, Elliot also running around, and Darcy Moore not too far away, you wouldn't think, with that hammy. Who is the closest out of those sort of five to come back? Yeah, well, I think all the guys playing today, I think, granted, they get through, they'll be able to put their hand up for, for the game against Adelaide. So, um, you know, they've done a power of work on the track, and, and today is really their their first hit out round one of the VFL, so hopefully they all get through and, um, yeah, can, can put their hand up and um, you know, hopefully push for for uh, the Crows on Friday night. And, and if not, we've got a, um, a pretty long break after that Crows game before Anzac Day. What was the message after the game? How quickly do you turn your attention to the Crows? Um, yeah, it's sort of implemented this year that, you know, from as soon as the game finishes, you know, you get half an hour off where you can actually 
enjoy the win. Um, so it was good. We had that half an hour to, to really enjoy it. And then, um, yeah, I know you get so much time to, to uh, sort of bask in a good performance. But, yeah, then, then you slowly just turn, um, you know, you start getting ready for Adelaide. It's a big test over there. And um, we'll start to drill down Monday on, on the Crows. Scott, you, you're a deep thinker of the game and uh, you're across most issues. Alistair Clarkson's uh, statements about the shrug, the tackle, uh, where do you see it? Is it the tackle, tackler's responsibility or do we need to change the rules with that? Um, well, I think there's like, and everyone knows, there's certain players who use it as a tool to um, draw free kicks, but I think the, the responsibility does fall back to the tackler. You know, if you're hitting guys um, in the shoulder with tackles, you know, high up on the shoulder... It is very easy to shrug and draw a free kick. And, um, you know, I think playing, you know, Toby McLean, Joel Selwood, um, you know, James Sisley does it at Hawthorne. You've got to go at those guys at the hips and, and trust the momentum from that tackle will force an errant handball or a kick. Scott, when you said you implemented this year to take 30 minutes to enjoy the win, does that mean previously you weren't taking the time to enjoy the win or you were taking too long to enjoy the win? Which, which adjustment have you made? Yeah, no, we used to go sort of five minutes and then sort of into the coach and dissect the game. And, um, yeah, we just started. It's good just to give the players a bit of time just to talk and talk about the game and uh, just enjoy it. And, and win, win or lose, you just have that half an hour just to have those player conversations, which I think are really important. And then gives the coaches a bit of a chance as well, I think, to, to gather their key messages. And then you, then you go in and, and have that, you know, uh, sometimes brief, sometimes long chat. So whose idea was that? Uh, it was actually Maxi's coming across from the storm. It, it was something that, that worked for them. And, um, yeah, I've really enjoyed the change. It's just a bit of a chance to unwind, um, touch base with family and friends as well. So get off the hamster wheel of just needing to move straight on and, and acknowledge that you have accomplished something in winning a game. Yeah, exactly. And it, you know, it's, it is the best part of footy. You hear players talk about it all the time, that, that when the siren goes and you do win a game of football, just to enjoy that or... Um, you know, when you lose, have those conversations as players and then uh, jump in, I suppose, a little bit more level-headed. You spoke last year about the, and we've sort of referred to it as the heightened environment around Collingwood and how it, it almost suppressed some of what you were trying to do. Do, do you think the atmosphere is any different this year? Um, oh, there was a circus last year with, with Bucks and his contract, um, no doubt, but... Yeah, I feel like that's being removed this year. It's like sort of a cloud hanging over the club's head for a, a long portion last year. Um, win or lose, it was just such a hotly debated topic. And, um, you know, we acknowledge there's pressure every week playing this game. Win or lose, there's pressure. But, yeah, I feel like we're handling it better as a group as well. Have you ever developed a theory as to why Nathan Buckley is such a figure of fascination in the broader footy landscape? Uh, I, don't, no, I don't really get it. I think it's maybe from his playing days. Um, whether that's continued into coaching or or whatever, but um, you know, as a playing group, as a club, we, you know, it's it is external noise, and we're just really focusing on, I suppose, our our little bubble inside and trying to get our process right. Uh, Brody Grundy, Kane said earlier he thought he he is pretty close to being the number one ruckman in the game. Do you think that's something that he well is he there yet? Is he is he pretty close? And is it something that you know he's got the the drive to be? Um, oh, he's got the drive to be the number one ruckman in the comp, no doubt. But I think it's it's probably like trying to be... It's a never-ending target, really. Um, every week, no matter how well you play, there's always another week that you've got to butter up and another opposition. And, um, 
you can, yeah, I, I love that that's his goal. And I think he's, you know, he's, he's really close. But every week is a new challenge, a fresh challenge. And, um, you know, if he wants to be the number one ruckman, it's going to be a goal that he's, he's going to be trying to reach for the rest of his career because, as I said, every week is a new challenge. And, um, you know, when you do become that number one ruckman, there's people that want to knock you off your block. So you've got to be on your game. And he's been fantastic. He's had, you know, a great three or four years now in a row. And um, he, he sets the tone for our midfield group. And you mentioned earlier Jordan Degoe comes back through the VFL today and then tries to reclaim his place in the senior group. Just give us an insight into what your relationship has been with him uh, during the period of time from the, the drink-driving offence to the uh, the club suspension and then on to now. Yeah, I suppose initially there's a few, um, you know, really honest conversations that you have, have with Geordie and then, um, then it's just one of support and, uh, and guidance and, and trying to help Geordie become making just better decisions away from the football club and um, you know it's, it's going to be an ongoing process it's not something that you know now that he's back playing footy is always forgotten and um, you know we've noticed a, a really distinct shift since he's been back um, just his attention to detail you know he's a 21 year old kid who's who's trying to who's been asked to be the most professional player he can be and, and that's what we expect and um, he's certainly made some great inroads and it's great to see him back you know playing footy because Getting something taken away from you that you love really hurts, and um, no doubt he'll enjoy today. But it's not—it's not so much about the footy with Geordie. It's—it's those you know, little goals that he's now setting along the way that are that are really helping him become you know the complete person. So you've played a role in making him accountable to that. Um, but do you have sort of an emotional stake in hoping that he's able to achieve it? Oh, absolutely. There's probably no one on the list more that I want to achieve because. You invest so much time and effort into him, and um, you know he's an—he's a really gifted player. I think that he can go to the next level if he—if he—if uh, he really values this stuff. And it looks like you know the sort of the pennies drop. We, we hear that all the time, but it looks like he's made a shift. And um, yeah, you know even at training, there's you know there is a little bit of a, a new Geordie, so to speak, in the way he attacks it and and how disciplined he's become with with role and playing all sides of the game as well is um, something that hopefully we see when, when he does come back into the senior side, whether that's Friday against the Crows or Anzac Day, whenever it's, uh, whenever his number gets called. Scott, we appreciate your, your time and your insights uh, and your honesty as always. Well done last night and with the Crouch brothers both out at the moment, uh, we'll let you go and look at the tapes of Rory Sloan and get ready for your next tagging job. Thanks for joining yeah, us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Cheers. <laughs> It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.